Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This man is an inspiration to everyone listening to this show. This guy sounds like a real hero, man. And, and he's from right here in Rochester. This is such a cool story. Okay, guys. don't be a dick. I don't, am so excited to hear about positive stories from our area. Don't be a dick. Because, I'm not. This is going to be nothing but jealousy. Jealous. It's going to be not nothing jealous. but jealousy. You don't even know What's what you're going to be jealous of. He's a guy who never gave up in his dream. That's that's what America was built on. He, Old men not giving up on their dreams. He was a man who was kicked in the teeth over and over again. For a, ma- a reason. A man who once seemed like the best time of his life, the best years were behind him. But 30 years, I'm guessing so. And he's making his biggest impact on the world now. Wow. Be- and because of what he was able to do, you're already hearing it, Tommy is going to hate him. Tommy doesn't even know what no. he's done, and he already hates no him. No idea. Never again, Tommy, will you be able to sit in this room and crush the dreams of anyone past this prime right. when this guy is just getting started. Okay. Yeah. So he has he hit? Uh, I think so. Okay, that's not an answer. Things, yeah. It seems like things are in motion. You're hanging out in the break oh, room? is that bad? No. No. You're hanging out in the break room. Rochester's Classic Rock, 96.5 WCMF. Mike Cunningham is from Webster. And Mike has had a dream for a very long time. What's his dream? For the last 30 years, he's been writing a movie script. Why are you laughing? This is every comic we ever ran into had a sitcom or a movie they were working on. Pitching it, right? Yeah. So the story is called The Christmas Letter, and it's based on true stories of letters Mike had written with a pen pal who lived in England. Oh. And he talks about the story on News 8 that was on earlier this week uh, on News 8. While he was working on this movie, he was also working regular-ass jobs. He worked as a freelance writer. He worked for the DNC as a copywriter for a little while. Okay. Back in 2017, or excuse me, 2007, he was let go from the paper. And he talks about in the news... Wait, why would they let him go? He's a good writer. (laughs) You're not a good speaker. (laughs) Mike talks about how being let go from the paper, let go from the paper, was hard, Mm. but he kept writing this movie. All right, so it's based on his... Pen palship with this person in England. This according to the story on News 8. Now, when he was done writing his movie, mm. he hit the pavement. What's the movie? I just explained it to you, you idiot. It sounds boring as crap. Well, does it, does it, I hate everything. It sucks. I'm not Dear even Mike, gonna... Mike quit writing me these letters. They're going nowhere. <laughs> look, 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 lad. You're not good. Put down the pencil. <laughs> Did you just turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, he doesn't know what he's doing. He's lost it. When Mike was done writing, he hit the pavement, and he showed his script to everyone that would look. No. He shared it with production companies. He shared it with folks in the other folks in the so business. So he shopped it. He moved it from agents to actors to everyone, and no bites. Until- This book, movie, letter story. Who said book? It's called The Letter. Where's The Christmas book? Letter. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> that was until- an L.A. writer saw the script after somebody shared it online. Okay. And that's oh, what, L.A.? You didn't say L.A. took a look at this. And that's what got Mike over the hump. Hell, you get to L.A., you in. We know a buddy who went to L.A. After three decades <laughs> yeah. of blood, Down the hall. sweat, and tears, yeah. everyone knows you're talking I about. I know. <laughs> Mike Cunningham 
is currently wrapping up production on his Wait, movie right now. They're making it. They made it. It's With Schwarzenegger. They made no no Schwarzenegger, <laughs> but there are I keep getting these letters for this Cunningham. He's driving me nuts. You don't even no, sound like no. Schwarzenegger. You this is British Schwarzenegger. You sure did a crappy impression. This is Arnold in Britain. What? I just did it. No, you didn't. You this idiot. is a terrible letter. It's terrible. It's, it's boring. I want, I want nothing to do with this guy. So Schwarzenegger is not in the movie, but there are some household names in his movie. Wait, so this thing is done. It's wrapping up production right mm-hmm. now. They filmed it in Syracuse. So who they got? Uh, I thought it said Ithaca. Was it Syracuse? I could, could be. Uh, I thought it said Syracuse. No, he was good enough for Syracuse. Chevy Chase is in the movie? No, he's not. Yes, he is. Randy, Qu- Randy Quaid is in the movie? Okay. You're going downhill fast. Brian Doyle Murray is in the movie. Oh, my God. This is everybody brother is in this movie. Yeah, does Chevy Chase have a brother? Yes. What's Chevy or Chase? Chevy <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I you love how I hit you with Chevy Chase and he freezes. If you're watching the live stream, he freezes. What? <laughs> All right, so you got has been 80 year old Chevy Chase. Okay. And then you got Randy Brian Quinn, Doyle Murray. Who is the brother of Bill Murray, but right. you've seen him in everything. You saw him, well, you saw him in his greatest acting ever, which was Caddyshack. Yeah, he was great in that. Well, he ran that Caddyshack. He's been in everything. And okay. you like Brian Doyle Murray. I, I do. Know you I like do. Brian Doyle Murray, but you're so blinded okay. with rage at a man who accomplished something that you never could that you're just taking shots. And Randy Quaid, do I have the right one that went crazy? Yeah, he went crazy. But but was he like on a run? Uh, he, I thought he was still on the run in Canada. So did I. But I apparently, he, he's been uh, touring the United right. States doing like autograph and photos. Okay. And he's in this movie. And he's in this movie. And by the way, wait, is it? This isn't, oh, you already said they made it. So they filmed it all around that area? Yes. And this is not bad for a guy who had never written a movie before. Yeah. All of these stars, household names. Now, Mike looks to be in his late 50s. They don't say how old he is, Kenny, yeah. in the story. It just says he's been at it for 30 years. Mm. I'm not and, sure. And whatever, however yeah. old he is. But he nailed it, man. He, Tommy, he's way past the age you'd think someone would hit on a dream like this. Yet, yeah. here he sits watching his lifelong dream on film released to the public. Bro, he's sitting right across from Brian Doyle Murray. Uh, you could not get Brian Doyle Murray to leave you a voicemail. Yes, I could. Do he it. probably has a service where you pay him 20 bucks and he goes, hi, I'm Broil- Brian Doyle I'm Murray. I'm Royal Diane Morrow. <laughs> well, you might as well use that name because it has the same impact. Tommy, look me in the face yeah. and tell me that this man from Rochester's story is not impressive. It, it's impressive. I mean, it's this, this movie's going nowhere and nobody's going to see it. Are you effing kidding me right now? Are you Either effing way, kidding let's me? Say, let's say it doesn't go anywhere no, I, and I, nobody I mean, sees it. Guess what? Your movie got made. I with understand. stars. <laughs> yes. I understand. This I understand. ain't Moose with a handheld camera, bro. <laughs> this could also be something where um, now that you've been recognized for it, maybe there's more opportunity there for you to do something in the future. Okay, who knows, first of who all, knows where it goes? Here's what happened, right? Yeah. You had one amazing story, right? And you worked well, it for you're a writer. You're probably you, creative. Uh, okay, so you took a story that was your own story, <laughs> okay. and you wrote a, you wrote a, a movie out of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you wrote a movie out of it. <laughs> so what are you going to do? The letter two? You don't think the why would got, that be out of the question? And why why would you think he doesn't have other ideas? There are plenty of script writers who write different scripts in different genres. See the hand? Yeah. The old man hand is up. Oh man, wave. And it is out. Here it comes. Get out of my face. By the man. way, with the way that's like, what they've been telling him for thirty years, and he stuck with it, and he hit. With the way streaming services are now, too, even if that's you're where he's going to end up. But that's not a bad thing. What's you, a low you get, stream? You get way more. When you eyes. take a leak. 
You get way more eyes on that movie that never made it to theaters than you ever have in yeah. the past. He'll be on Peacock 4. You're gonna watch it. That's the other funny thing. You run through so much streaming stuff. Yes. You're gonna watch this movie and you're gonna like it and you're gonna hate yourself for it. And you're gonna come in and be like, yeah, I watch it. <laughs> but this, this story just sounds boring as crap. You don't, you don't really even know don't the even, story. We don't know like what genre it is. You but know, he was right could, to this dude. Well, we don't know. In I don't England. even was it a dude? I don't know. Oh, maybe he's a lady. 252-WCMF, 252-9263. Story on News 8 this week about a man from our area. His name's Mike. For 30 years, he's been writing a script for a movie based on a personal experience he had with a pen pal in England. For 30 years, he had doors shut in his face. He wasn't finishing this thing. He was getting discouraged. Yet, mm. a man who looks to be in his, I don't know, 50s, late okay, 50s, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Finally accomplished his dream. The movie is wrapping up production right now. It's got Chevy Chase, Randy Quaid, Brian Doyle Murray. Yes. Brian Doyle Murray. It's just funny hearing you say those names as the altitude drops in the room. That's how movie posters work, you idiot. <laughs> this is the fastest drop off of, of star power I've ever heard of. Who's in your movie? <laughs> I don't have a movie. No, sorry, what? I don't know. I'm never going to get into big Hollywood, You man. don't have It's a, just a mill, man, and it spits you out of the other side. You don't have talent. You don't have a house. You don't have radio career. We can sit here till 10 and talk about the things you don't have. Yeah, I'm the Randy Quaid of this room. <laughs> no, because people hider. listen to Randy Quaid for no diner. <laughs> 252-WCMF, 252-9263. The bottom line is this, mm. and I want you to think about this before I go to the phones. Mm. Never again. Can you sit here and run your hack-ass, crap-ass, bitch-ass crap mm. about how people should give up on well, their wildest You may dreams. write a script where Clint Howard stars in it. Let me ask you a question. I don't know who that is. That's Ron Howard's brother, who's been in a million movies. Oh, he, I know that guy? Yes. Weird looking. He, yes, he is the, he is definitely the, who is the third guy in the movie? Uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah, he's the Brian Doyle Murray of the Howard family. Let me ask you a question. Oh. Uh, if... That guy was down the hall. Brian yeah. Doyle Murray, or what was the Howard? Clint Howard. Clint Howard. If they were down the hall in the green room, would mm-hmm. you go talk to him? Oh, sure. So yeah. shut up. Yeah. So shut up. But I wouldn't pay good money to see him in a movie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy a, a movie. You don't go to the movies anyways. <laughs> so what's the difference? But back in the day. And Kimmy, nobody asked him to spend money on this movie. It's well, not, you better be asking. It's not whether or not you would like the movie. It's the fact yeah. that he stuck with it. That's it. And he did it. He accomplished yeah. his goal. You've never accomplished a goal in your life. And if he came down here and said, "You know, this movie was a success. We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a spinoff. You want to be in the movie, Tommy? Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I want to be in it." <laughs> two five two WC. I would fit right in because I'm the lowest brother in my family. <laughs> they couldn't get my brothers, and we get afford. We got Tommy Muley again. You haven't been saying much about Chevy Chase. Yeah, but Chevy Chase is a super has been. Super has been? He's had one of the most phenomenal careers, but he's like 80 and losing it, man. Okay, maybe that's what the role called yeah, for. Well, he's going to nail that role. 252. Well, I know a guy who could back him up if that goes south. Bloated and old. <laughs> Let's talk to Barber. Hey, Barber, what's going on, buddy? Morning, guys. Uh, Mike Cunningham was a couple years ahead of me in school. He graduated in 80, so he's the early 60s. Okay. But they've been filming in Utica and in Illion in the, in the Mohawk Valley. Okay. And it's for the next couple of weeks. They're not just wrapping up. They're just they're just getting started. And I do believe they, they just added, uh, I don't know if you know, comedian Brian Posen. Oh, yeah. He's very famous. You would know him if you saw his face, Tommy. It's Brian Posehn. Po- Brian Posehn. Yeah. He, just, uh, he was just added to the cast. That's big. But I, I've been looking on Google, and I just can't seem to find Tommy Muley on IMBD. Oh, no. He's on uh, I Am A Deuce. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, hey, Barber, big douche. Barber, this is impressive, right? This I mean, is take- a, this this is this is snowballing. This is he's going to parlay this. Who is this oh, comedian? Brian Postain. You've seen him before, and you like it's him. It's probably one of your style hey. of comics with the wide mouth and everything sucks. And I've read multiple you. times comedians say that of all the Murray brothers, Brian Doyle Murray is by far the funniest. No, he's the one you can afford. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's, he's the food stamp wick coupon of that family. <laughs> Come on. He's in Caddyshack. He's, he's in charge of all the caddies. Yes, and he was in Caddyshack 2 for a reason. Okay, Jackie Gleason was in Caddyshack 2. Does he suck? Jackie Gleason was or not. not Jackie, Jackie Gleason. Mason. Jackie Mason. No, and he sucked because Jackie he was. Jackie Mason is the Jackie Gleason of Jackie <laughs> yes. Mason. Because they couldn't afford Rodney again. Uh, Barber, uh, knowing the guy, are you going to go see this movie? Well, yeah, definitely. Every, everybody from our hometown is super proud. This is, this is a big achievement. All right. Super proud. We'll see you and, there. You know, and again, the Caddyshack relate. Tommy was that kid, Judge Smale's nephew. I would take that. Is the kid going to eat his booger or not? That was Tommy going up all the way. Come on, kid. Take your time. Spalding. That's his name. Spalding. Tommy is Spalding. Get your foot off the deck. Barbara, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good rest <laughs> yeah. of the day. I love how you're like, oh, these big bunch of washed up husbands. You're quoting a movie that's 40 years old in your current job on the radio. You no talent ass bitch clown. <laughs> Bitch clown. Two five two WCMF two five two nine two six three. I see you guys on hold. <clears throat> so well, let me ask you this then. Yeah, go ahead, Tommy, because you are the expert on all things that are dreams. Mm-hmm. What is the age where someone needs to give up on that pie in the sky dream they have? Um, if you're in your mid thirties and nothing is caught mid-30s. on, thirties, yeah. you got to drop it. Huh, wow. Why would why would huh. this man? Where do you put it at that number? Arbitrarily <laughs> choose mid thirties. Oh, Kim, yeah, Kimmy, I know this guy. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. He had a great job. Yeah, cutting meat. Yeah, we heard he made a lot of money for the time. Yeah, so yeah, he did yeah. absolutely job security. He wasn't going anywhere. He was stealing from the place blind and had been promoted and demoted three times, yet he still had a gig, so he wasn't mm-hmm. going anywhere. Mm-hmm. That man- Chasing burnt, a dream. He burned the boats, mm-hmm. right? Quit that job, went and did stand-up comedy terribly for what, 17 hours? Fool. The guy was a fool. I don't know who you're talking about. And then he gets a job at 34 mm-hmm. in radio <laughs> in a town he's got yeah. in. Uh-huh, and it's amazing uh-huh. that uh, that man picked 35. You did this, you idiot. You are this guy. Can I go back to that meat room? <laughs> and I Please. would argue your dream you had to put a lot more work into than than this guy who could probably still do another job while, you know what I mean? What like, he was doing. It's one of those dreams that you can continue on with f- as long as you want. It's just a matter of somebody recognizing it, right? Like the work's already been done. Like you had to completely change your life and risk yeah. everything. And like an idiot, okay, Uncle Joe jokes, this will be fun. I'm going to be your Carson next to Brian Doyle Murray. That I- would be the night I would get. I bet you he's been on Carson. No. Kimmy, can you Google, has Brian Doyle Murray ever for been what? on Carson? What do you mean, for what? He's Bro, he a- was never a star. He's He was Bill Murray's brother. He he, he wrote. He was Brian, a good writer. Okay, yeah. I bet you he's been on Carson at least once. Be- because he wrote Caddyshack with his brother. It's there, It's based on their story, loosely, and their family growing up in Chicago. It is not true. He's it is true. Caddyshack was co-written by Brian Doyle Murray. It's a lot of that scene. A lot of, a lot of that family dynamic <laughs> was about the Murrays. Shut up! I'm going to the phones. Two five two. I'm telling you. Uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking about this guy, Rochester guy. His name's Mike Cunningham. Uh, so we just found out he would be in his early 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty years he's been. He'd be like my age. Thirty years he's been writing a movie about a personal experience he had uh, with a pen pal in England. Uh, the movie is called The Christmas Letters. He finished it. He shopped it all over the place. And everyone was you know, shutting doors the in his face. Finally, uh, right around in L.A., got a hold of it. They're it's an pre- ass. They're producing the movie. Chevy Chase, 
Randy Quaid, Brian Doyle Murray, in his 60s, he is accomplishing this lifelong goal. Let's talk to Russ. Hey, Russ, what's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing? I went to school with Mike Cunningham. Good dude? Yeah, in this movie, Tommy, you'd love it because it's about those weird Christmas letters that say, oh, my family's so cool. You know, like the tiny Christmas letters. You'd love how crazy those letters are. Bro, he, like he's right, man. Like, this movie's going to hit. Says, I'm finally going to make a letter myself and to make my life just as good as those other people. Oh, so and he makes up a, he makes up his stuff about his life and the Christmas letter to send out it to everybody. And wackiness yeah, ensues. Yeah, about all those other letters he got. You got it. Tommy would love the cynicism of it. And it's like Christmas vacation. That's what I got. How do you know all this? Oh, because I've been following it on Facebook because I went to school with him. Right. Look, at you. Look at you. Now Tommy's getting pissed because he likes the no, idea, it like but he can't loop around and say he wants to like it. This sounds like some Tim Allen fluff piece. Russ, thanks for the call, buddy. Have a good rest of the day. Yeah, we should be so lucky. <laughs> I know. I yeah, know. I know. Oh, it just sounds like a guy who's worth like half a billion dollars <laughs> from all the franchises he was What are you going to do now, Tim Allen? This is the funniest part of this whole thing. Is it's because, again, if you're watching the live stream, mm-hmm. you're hearing this man describe this movie to Tommy, and Tommy goes, oh, I can see it in your face. <laughs> That's actually a pretty creative idea because I do hate this thing. But now you have talked yourself to a point where even if this is entertaining, yeah. you can't like it. Oh, crap about it, yeah. I'd like to think I have that kind of talent. No, you have no talent. You no, have I can crap on things I actually like. Kimmy, let me ask you this question. Yeah. Oh, she's in. No, that's not what I'm asking. You're still uh, young in the tooth. Short in the yeah. tooth, as they say, Tom. In your head, mm-hmm. what age should you give up on those pie-in-the-sky dreams? I think if it's a dream that you can pursue on the side and it doesn't take away from you know you making a living, I think you can pursue that as long as you want. But, 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 but there's a point where if you've, run, if you've met somebody mm-hmm. and they were still plugging away at something for X amount of time, you'd have to go, bro. But, uh, but there it are people that sometimes go, pick doing? up those dreams later in life, whether it's like writing a book or, you know, you know what I mean? Something like that where I wouldn't really, I, that, that would make sense to me now that you have life experience, now you were pursuing this dream. Oh, yeah. And by the way, you know even, I mean? even if you are pursuing this dream and it's mm. not like taking away from your life to right, a point right, where you're right, even if it fails or doesn't ever get off the ground, right. why is that a bad thing? Don't we all need things to get us out of bed every morning? You, and you know what, man? What's what's wrong with trying? That's what I'm saying. And trying to adduce. I mean, you know what, man? You go be you. You try. I believe it was Langston Hughes who said, hold fast to dreams, for if dreams die, life is a broken-winged bird that cannot fly. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you're, it's over. You're Wait. not getting off the ground. If you of don't, course a broken-winged bird don't fly, Langston. I don't Langston. think you listen to the first part. Yeah, what, Kimmy what? doesn't know who Langston Hughes is. I bet you she knows more than you do. Who's Langston Hughes? The writer. No! Yeah. He used to go maim no! birds. <laughs> and he wrote about him while smoking. He wrote about himself while maiming birds. Yes. Okay. Tell me, what gets you out of bed in the morning? I don't know. The sun. No, because you're up before the sun, you idiot. Well, I want to beat the sun. Even the sun wants a couple hours without you. (laughs) My job. No, okay. And you enjoy doing your job. Love doing this job. It gets you going. Yeah. Okay. Well, a lot of people don't have jobs that get them excited. That is so true. So if I have a job that I got to go to that I don't hate but I don't love or it makes me miserable, right? If my hobbies are only things I can do in my spare time, why would I not have this fantasy? Okay, but here's, here's one of the problems you're forgetting. About people that have long, long-term busted-ass dreams. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much the person. It's the people around them that have to constantly hear about 
your goddamn What about book. things that you may bet? Like, we talked last week about that woman that was in the baking show, stuff mm. like that. Like, what yeah. if, you know, you want to pursue something like that? But how about you got to constantly hear about it? Like, if you, if you, li- if you live with but this dude for 30 years. are you cookies, though? But you don't get no cookies. But let's say every every two months he's telling you about, you know, I got this agent I'm going to go meet. Sure. And, it, and it doesn't happen. Yeah. And it doesn't happen. Uh-huh. And it doesn't happen. You, you got to live with that dude. That'd drive you nuts. Okay, but let me put it this way. If you're someone that encourages them and believes in them, uh, like Mike's family or friends that encouraged him, yeah. they're going to get to go to a premiere. Yeah. And they're going to get to In meet. Utica, man. And meet Brian Doyle Murray, who's best friends with Clint Howard. Which you just said you would walk down the hall and shake his hand. All right. So you're telling me you could encourage somebody with a busted ass dream for 30 years in your house. If your wife had a dream of writing oh, a book. Oh, my wife. Yeah. I'm a, of course I no, have to but you're faking yes. it. But you're totally faking it. So what? You wouldn't trust his wife to write a book? No, but like the well, no, no, no. Oh, 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 yeah. no. Answer the question. Answer the question. If you knew that that book was going nowhere and she keeps constantly getting shot down uh-huh. and I got to constantly hear about it, it would drive you nuts. Okay, but here's the thing, man. If but she tried. And if that's what gets her motor running. Yeah. I would assume you at your age know a bunch of people pursuing these types of dreams. No, right he's now. got no friends. Well, no, I just mean like once people hit like yes. retirement, that's when a lot of these yeah. new dreams pop up. Which and, is, yeah, true. And, you, and we had a buddy that, you know. He got into the game late being a food critic. You, you tell that guy he sucks? And? He had a heart attack. Ate too much. <laughs> Went too many chicken croissants. You said it wrong. Chicken croissants. <laughs> and we got another buddy. He's left our business and is now pursuing other adventures, and he's doing quite well. And I got another buddy that's uh, mm-hmm. now in the food industry. I mean, I know a lot of guys that have pursued other things. One guy's a tuner fisherman. A tuner fisher? Yeah, that's his problem. <laughs> The bottom line is this. Yeah, the bottom line is you're not going to have any bottom line, bro. I'm going to talk to Kimmy now. I can't wait to see that fat check that comes rolling in on your letter movie. Bro, I mean, if it makes a streaming service, he's going to get residuals off of it. Oh, they pay squadola. Really? Tell me how the uh, streaming service movie (laughs) They don't pay no Hollywood money. They pay you stream money. They're getting your money because you own every streaming service there is. That's the funniest thing. If it ends up on a Netflix (laughs) or a Hulu or something like that, you're paying for it. This this ain't going no Netflix. Okay. What's below Netflix? What's, What's the lowest stream? I don't know. Peacock? You have it. You pay for it. Amazon, you pay for it. God, you're so dumb. I'm going to talk to Kimmy now. Okay. The bottom line is... What's the bottom line? You shut up. (laughs) We all know legitimately talented people in our lives, Mm -hmm. right? Like folks that had the ability to do big time stuff if... They had the right break or they pursued it as hard as they should have. And they ended mm. up just living regular ass lives yeah. like the rest of us. Like, don't you want to see those people reach their potential? Yes. Don't you want to see what they could accomplish in the right mm-hmm. set of circumstances? Absolutely. That Pull doesn't get you going? It does, man. It does. You go get him, kiddo. Like, it makes me oh, angry. Oh, It bothers me the breaks that some untalented. Oh, my God. Hack. How do they just fall into it? Short. Yeah. Ugly, wrinkled weirdos get yeah. when legitimately talented people. Why, God? Sometimes I say, Pat, why, God? I'll ask you this question why, before we Kimmy? move on. I'll ask you this question before we move on. What's the deal? There are rich and famous comedians that you see on television all the time. They're so funny. And they clever. are funny. They're How do they funny. come up with these things? Tommy, mm-hmm. are those the funniest comics you've ever seen? Or the funniest comics you've ever seen, the ones you worked with, some of you worked with on the road? Uh, I know. I I met some guys that were just extremely clever, but yeah, nobody ever heard of them. No, and you never will. And it's because and yeah, yeah, they just never got their break. Mm-hmm. That guy shouldn't have kept pursuing it. That guy's untalented because he didn't hit it big. 
Are you asking me the guy that I knew? Yeah. Or the guy that... You know. Guys, you know, guys in back in the day yeah. that we saw on the road where you'd sit in the back of a club and you'd hate them and love them at the mm. same time because they were way more brilliant than you. Yeah, and yeah, they, they were just you amazing. Have, you, you'd never seen a comic that was this funny. And that man or woman never got that break. Mm-hmm. Should they have quit? Uh, yeah, probably because they were just so self-destructive. Like, I was amazed. Like, the guys that had to drive mm-hmm. that were go-getters and then there was the, the dark, Loser types who were so funny, but you just knew they were never going to make it, man. I mean, I'd rather be a dark loser type that's funny than a dark loser type that's not funny living in my wife's house in Pittsburgh. And hating everything. I hate everything. This sucks. This just sucks. crapped on this movie and this guy this entire 20 minutes. Listen, I listened to the pitch, and it's not for me. Okay. Your, your letter movie. This wraps up Tommy's <laughs> jealousy suck fest. Go, go to a movie. I, I'm going to have to read it. <laughs> With Schwarzenegger. British Schwarzenegger, from what I understand. <laughs> I can't believe you keep you keep making these movies. You lose it to no good. Give me Clint Howard. Yeah, sure. His guy wrote That's a, movie. a brother I can wrap my arms around. This guy wrote a movie, but can he do three of the same <laughs> crappy British Arnold Schwarzenegger impressions in 20 minutes? Can he do that? Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the last day of January today. Is it? And for most of us, it just means we move into February. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for a select group of people, it means that you are just a few hours away. From what? Going back to the fun and the good stuff. Mm -hmm. That is, after this whole time, if you... You want to go to it. Yeah. yeah. You're hanging out in the break room, Rochester's Classic Rock 96.5, WCMF. There are only a couple more hours left of dry January. Drop the flag, baby. For the three people that don't know what dry January is, it's uh, no drinking any alcohol for the entire month of yeah, January. You quit. And it started out as a way to dry out after Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving to New Year's booze run. Yeah. But now it's morphed into somewhat, Kimmy, in recent years, a test of self-control. Yeah. A challenge. Yeah. A challenge, if you will. So, Tommy, I know you hate the idea of dry January. Yeah. Even though no one's ever asked you to do that. Mm. But folks who have done it, they say they've seen some major benefits. It's mm. a quick and easy way to lose weight. Yeah. You save yourself a ton of money. Oh, yeah. Studies over and over again show you get better sleep when you quit drinking. You have no more potential hangovers or lost days from partying the night before. Mm. But, I mean, Tommy, I know you're right. The call of booze can be very strong. Oh, it never leaves you. I am curious, and mm. if you're one of these people that did this, 252-WCMF-252-9263, if you made it a whole month without drinking, mm. and you are seeing these benefits- And you feel great. Yeah. yeah. Do you go right back to it tomorrow? Do you wait till midnight tonight and pop open a bottle of something? Do you never, do you, are you, do you swear off alcohol because now you have a better life? It's a good question. I mean, you did, because I wonder how many people start dry January and fail. You've you shown that you're dedicated to this for a solid four weeks- 
It's a long time yeah. without drinking. I mean, probably got into some healthier habits. You'll never know how long a month is until <laughs> yeah. you stop drinking. So, how long did you go? Your wife made you not drink for how long? Well, we no, were still drinking though, right? No, 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 no. We stopped for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I thought like you were just not drinking as as much. No, we went like about two months. Two oh months? wow. Okay. Yeah. You are Tommy would come in every day mm-hmm. and just complain. You're the only person <laughs> I know better. that felt worse not drinking yeah. than when they're drinking. Those I didn't feel great. Months. I don't wake up and go, oh my God, this is great. So you really didn't feel any different health-wise? Nothing, like your body didn't have like an extra, you didn't have an extra spring in your step? My body always sucks. Okay. I'm old. Well, my body just I mean. sucks. You would think you would notice any improvement. I really didn't. It had to be in your head. Like you had to be so <laughs> mentally dead set against this that you overcame yes. all of the benefits of your body. It doesn't okay. make scientific sense that you wouldn't feel better not drinking for two months. All right. Have you ever tried something like this, Kimmy? I don't think so. Not on not on purpose where I was like, I set a goal not to drink or not to do. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone like a f- more than a few weeks. Because you don't respect men that don't drink, Tommy. What do you do? There's plenty of stuff to do. Wait, what? What do you mean? What are you going to do? You don't drink. What are you doing? What are you doing Saturday night? Going out with my wife. Going out with my buddies. Playing and min- doing what? Miniature golf. I don't miniature know. Miniature golf. There's kill a me now. Things to do. There's, There's a- nothing to do, and you know it, man. Like Saturday night, you're gonna go out with your buddy. Let's uh-huh. say, let's say you got a buddy in town. Okay. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Meet me out Friday night. We're going out. Okay. All right. What are we gonna do? Let's go to the bar. And do what? I'll just I'll have a diet coke. You can drink. Oh my god. Sucking coke at a bar. Not in like the fun early twenties way. Like we- I feel like Pat kind of does that a lot because he has his cheat day. Yep. Yeah. And then he's kind of learned to but he ain't happy. not look indulge the rest of that, the week. That look happy to you over there? Gone. Uh... Gray cap on his head. <laughs> Eating his salad at the salad bar by okay, himself. He does look forward to that. I do. I'm very excited yeah. about my salad now. I'm getting hungry. I know. All right, look, I'll say this. Right. You knew me back in the day. Fat and happy. You were you you were on twenty four seven. I drank a ton, and everybody loved being around. Oh, you. is that true? Everyone we're all your friends you? now. <laughs> we're, here, we're all your friends, Patrick. All you did was this cr- room used to be packed full of fat jolly people. Look at us now. All you did God. was call me a fat drunk yes. every single day. That's but I meant it did. in a good way. You poured me full of old school four loco live on the air to the point, and then had me have a debate about school funding in the city of Rochester. Who hang out with that guy? When I was like 21 years old. But you know it's a struggle, brother. Here's what I'm getting at. Like when I was on the road, I would drink mm-hmm. a whole bottle of Jägermeister to fall asleep every yeah, but night. your breath smelled great. <laughs> I knew I was out of control, mm. and I pulled it back big time. Yeah, and I think there was like a point. I think there was like a three or four month point where I just stopped drinking. Yeah, and like even now, I'll only drink really during football games. Mm. I feel way better. Could you do a Bills game? Go to a Bills game go at eight o'clock a in a, game? eight o'clock in the morning. You're gonna be there all day tailgating with all that good food and chow and partying, yeah. and you ain't touching nothing. No, probably not. Hard. Yeah, but, that's what I'm saying. No, like it's the uh, it's part of the experience. But hold on, America was built on alcohol. I just wouldn't put myself in that situation. If if I was, if so you'd I have to stay away from something you love. Well, I mean, I would go to the game later. I would go sit in the game. Like I can sit in a game and not have a beer. It's just like the experience of the tailgate. I would yeah. just wouldn't tailgate for six hours because that's but all you drinking. you love tailgating. I do. It's part of your heritage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I also love going out and drinking with my buddies, but I also know doing that four nights out of the seven of the week, it was going to kill me. All right, but I don't drink like I used to. I don't. I don't drink at work anymore. 
That's that we know of. I don't true. know what's behind that plant. There's nothing behind that plant. That plant would be dead. I'm going to go look behind the plant. Well, give me a minute. <laughs> I cut way back. I have. You know, I don't know why you keep talking. Nobody said anything. <laughs> Officer. <laughs> 252 WCMF, 252-9263. We're talking about the end of dry January tonight at midnight. If you've gone this long, I wonder if your natural mm. inclination is to go back to drinking immediately this week or to keep it rolling. I'm guessing most people go back to the booze. Yeah, you're probably right. Because, I mean, it's just like dieting or anything else. Mm-hmm. You are what you are, man. Well, and, well I think but, it's more, yeah, like occasions, thing, things like that, that are probably the hardest to keep away from. Well, it's not only that. It, it's more than that. And I'll just say, and I see you guys on all, give me a sec, just from personal experience mm. as you were bringing it up, right? Like, it was mostly my family where I was like, all right, I got to stop this. I got mm. kids coming, you know, kids on the way, whatever. Yeah. But like I've told you, when I went to Detroit and I was without my family, it was a horror show. Mm. I ended up getting drunk with an outlaw biker gang in a bar in Greektown in Detroit, one of which I'm still texting with during the Lions run this year. I think I might be in the gang. Uh, When I went to Kansas City a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. That's a drinking town. It was a disaster. So when I'm away from my family, I fall right back into my old habits. It's not so much, Kimmy, the health benefits for me. It's looking at my family being like, I don't want to be that guy around Okay, yeah. That and you're also in like almost like vacation mode in those situations. Like anytime you like travel or somewhere else, I think like that's an instinct. I don't know how you vacation. Like if you're going to go on a nice vacation... Mm. And not have alcohol would be really hard. Uh, I had to go to a nice hotel, the yeah. beach. Yeah. Yeah. You, how could you take a cruise? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. it's nothing but right. booze yeah, and food. Right. Yeah. That would be hard. And you had to suck on some, like, mocktail. Why do you say it like I, that? Because sure, like, that's what it is. It's a just mocktail. Said, you just said mocktail. I mean, pregnant Mach. women do it. Yeah. Yeah, but as soon as that kid comes out, mama's boozing it up. Put that on a t-shirt. Well, I mean, she can't even, but that's even hard if she's breastfeeding. Good point. You got a pump and dump. So you can't drink when you're breastfeeding? No, because it goes through the yeah. breast milk. You have to, yeah, if you yeah, drink, you have to like give a, it time. No. I mean, it's like a little. Look, I know it's your like mother, an Irish coffee. I know your mother did it, and that's why we're in the situation <laughs> we're in today. 252WCMF. Let's talk to Ryan. Hey, Ryan, what's going on, brother? <clears throat> Morning, guys. How are you? Good, man. What's up? Good. So I kind of, I didn't do a dry January, but I did it uh, about two or three months ago. Um, I had just, just one day, I just, stopped just in general just there and yeah. turned into weeks which turned into you know that amount of time i, I kind of want I, I don't want to but i, I side with tommy i saw no changes really? i kept, i saw no change i kept going i you know i was still at the gym five six five four or five times a week ate just about the same semi-healthy you know binge here and there a little bit saw no improvement saw so how, no at all this is moderation but, how old are you ryan uh, at the time, I was 32. Okay, all right, so you're right. You were at that age. What would have made a difference? Yeah. Man, that's weird. Oh, you got plenty of drinking days ahead of you at 32. The best ones aren't no. even there yet, bro. You, he's trying to talk. You won't even, you're you pressuring a guy you don't know who's trying to tell you a story that he called up to tell us. You were saying, Ryan. Yeah, no no weight difference, no more, no less. No, I mean, I felt the exact same weight. I mean, I don't really drink during the week as much anyway. Just like, yeah, you know, me neither. All right, well, Ryan. All right, well, I mean, I guess it is. I guess you tried it, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, mm. you know, good for you, Ryan. But like, but like anything, anything. Everyone's body's different. Everyone's yes. We all process things differently. <laughs> I don't know how you do it every day, you stuffy Kimmy. I don't know how you do it. You just can't. <laughs> I'm just trying to have one. No, I know. One day, know. one day they're going to find him dead in the studio. <laughs> one day, the happiest All day of, of my life. Camera. Like that mouse this morning. The cameras go black for thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> right. Oh, you know, in a tech issue, something happened. There. All of a sudden, there's one less body, one less loud mouth talk. Right, thanks for the call, buddy. I appreciate it. Mm. It's just like a pool of blood from your chair out the door. Jesus Christ. Oh, what happened? <laughs> terrible story. Are you scared? How did he die? He's scared? Oh, like bludgeoned. Tell you what, why don't we go to commercial? We'll find out. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 